This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win from Morris Home. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and lasts longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So, if this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Create-A-Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. Oh, where is everybody? It can't be late. Welcome back to another edition of Headlock Talk for our WrestleMania weekend coverage here. Uh, my name's Tanner, and uh, to my left, well, there, there's there's actually nobody to my left. Uh, to my right, nobody to my right either, guys, so it's just you and me here today. Um, <laughs> just real quick here, uh, yeah, Steven and uh, Chase decided to take the night off um, uh, from uh, uh, doing a recording here with us for the WrestleMania weekend coverage. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a rundown of the G1 card and my thoughts on it, and I hope that you guys enjoy. Um, so, <clears throat> um, where I got in on the G1 card, uh, I believe I started right at the tail end of the Honor Rumble, which uh, looked pretty pretty awesome, uh, considering that Jushin Thunder Liger and the great Muda uh, uh, came back and... Uh, they, they got an appearance at Madison Square Garden, very well-deserved after both men having uh, long, storied careers. And uh, I think that's actually really, really awesome that they got to be here for WrestleMania uh, weekend uh, inside Madison Square Garden. Um, the Honor Rumble was won by Kenny King, uh, so he will get a future Ring of Honor World Championship title shot. Um, 
fans online weren't too pleased with that, uh, but I imagine that, that has a lot more to do with uh, uh, Jushin and the great mood of being there uh, more than anything else. So kudos to Kenny King. Uh, he'll be getting that uh, future uh, Ring of Honor World Championship shot. Um, one of my favorite matches of the night actually opened the show, the main show, uh, which would have been uh, Jeff Cobb versus Will Ospreay. Uh, Ospreay was over really big. Jeff Cobb was over pretty big too. Um, this was a never. Uh, this was a uh, winner takes all for the never open weight in the Ring of Honor World Television Championships. Match went just shy of about 13 minutes. Uh, there were some really great spots. Uh, the storytelling was very much in the way of uh, uh, Will Ospreay using his his speed and his cunning, his agility. Um, against the much larger, more ground-based Jeff Cobb. Um, there, there was some really cool spots here, um, uh, particularly Jeff Cobb hitting a, uh, uh, a super tour of the islands from the middle rope, uh, which was really, really cool. Um, really great visual. Uh, Will Osprey had some other awesome spots, but the story of the match here... Um, is, is that uh, you know he couldn't he just couldn't put away Jeff Cobb. Um, you know the you know he, he tried a few finishers, some of which he wasn't able to lift up uh, Jeff Cobb all the way to hit the finisher. Uh, but that is what it is. You know that's that's how uh, uh, that's how Will Osprey uh, uh, got defeated in this match. So <clears throat> I would recommend checking this one out. It was a, a very good opener. Uh, and, and set the pace for a, a really good show. Uh, we also had Roosh uh, defeating Dalton Castle up next uh, within about 15 seconds. Um, this match was, uh, I'll admit, this was the first time I would have been seeing Roosh, um, but uh, uh, he certainly made an impact. Uh, I, I didn't get all of what I wanted to see out of Roosh, obviously, because it only went 15 seconds. Uh, uh, Roosh uh, defeated Dalton Castle with a a series of shotgun drop kicks, and uh, that's all she wrote, really. <laughs> um, uh, Dalton Castle, after the match, turned on the boys. Uh, Dalton Castle, he's a, he's a unique character. He gets he gets uh, uh, accompanied to the ring by by a, a group of uh, young men that he calls the boys, and they're dressed in like warrior garb or Amazonian garb. Um, but yeah, uh, they tried to cheer him up after the match, and Dalton Castle was just not having any of it. So it looks like uh, he turned heel. He um, certainly was not happy about such a quick loss. Um, I believe it was about this point in the show where we're shown um, uh, basically uh, Juice Robinson backstage. He, he, he got attacked backstage uh, by an unknown assailant. Um, we can only uh, we can only imagine that it could have possibly been Bubba. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Bully Ray. <clears throat> um, so he, uh, you know, we were shown that J uh, Juice Robinson was laid out backstage, uh, which reopened up uh, Bully Ray's open challenge match. Um, let's see here. Kelly Klein defeated uh, Mayu Iwatani for the uh, Women of Honor Championship. Um, a pretty decent match for what I saw of it. Uh, admittedly, my uh, uh, we actually had a slight power outage here at the house, uh, so the internet went down for a few seconds, so I didn't get to see a lot of this. Uh, but for what it's worth, it was pretty good. Um, uh, I mean, uh, 
the story here, can Kelly Klein actually beat uh, Mayu Iwatani? I think they were they had a series of uh, four other matches before this, this being the, the fifth rubber match here. Um, and uh, Kelly Klein uh, won the championship off of uh, Mayu Iwatani. Uh, it took, went about um, 10 and a half, almost 11 minutes long. Uh, pretty decent overall. Um, let me see here. Okay. Uh, yes, Billy uh, Bully Ray came out uh, to uh, say that his open challenge is still open. Um, he uh, he ran off the rapper Mega Ran, uh, who had done the theme song for uh, <laughs> the show. Uh, Mega Ran came out to do a performance, and then uh, Bully Ray came out and well, he he bullied him. Uh, so he uh, Megaran hightailed out of there. Um, so Bully Ray got on the mic saying that his open challenge is still open, and uh, who answered it? But none of them. Flip Gordon. Uh, Flip Gordon uh, was a big question mark over this card here because we didn't know if he could get um, clearance in time uh, from a from an injury, and he came back looking better than ever. Uh, so uh, that was definitely very cool of him. Uh, really cool surprise. The crowd was really, uh, really hot for Flip Gordon. Um, let me see here. Going through my notes here, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate your patience with me. <clears throat> oh, yes. Uh, so the match went um, uh, just a few minutes in. Uh, and then um, Shane Taylor and Silas Young, who are uh, uh, some allies, we'll, we'll say, of, of, of Bully Ray, they came out and started attacking... Um, Flip Gordon, and and uh, who else was there to make the save? But none other than Juice Robinson and uh, Mark Haskins. Actually, um, if you follow our Twitter timeline, you know that we're big, big fans of Mark Haskins from Progress. Uh, so it was cool to see here, uh, to see him here rather uh, at MSG having a, having a big moment for his career. Um, it was, uh, I mean. It is what it is. This was going to be a six-man New York City street fight because uh, they turned it into a, a, a tag match after that. Um, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I personally liked it. I thought it was a nice, fun match that kind of gave the audience something different to see. Um, even though the technical wrestling all night long was really, really good. You know, it was, um, I don't know, uh, I think it was something nice, something different, something refreshing. Uh, we got to see some really good spots um, uh, with uh, Mark Haskins and Juice Robinson helping uh, Flip Gordon get a what's up on, um, <laughs> on Bully Ray. Uh, so, yeah, overall, you know, pretty, pretty decent. Um, I mean, not the best hardcore match I've ever seen, not by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but it's, it was definitely very, very good. Uh, Flip Gordon did get to prove how tough he was. Uh, he took... Uh, repeated shots from uh, with kendo sticks uh, from uh, Bully Ray, Shane Taylor, and Silas Young. So, uh, yeah, Flip Gordon's a tough, tough guy. Um, next on the card here, we had uh, a match that I was really excited for. Uh, uh, we had uh, Dragon Lee defeating Taiji Ishimori and Bandito uh, for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Um, so, with that said, I mean, I was going into this thinking, man, it'd be really cool if Bandito won. I'm a, I'm pretty high on Bandito right now. Um, you know, he's just an amazing performer. I don't really see a lot of the comparisons that they make with Rey Mysterio, 
I think Bandito's definitely more of his own guy here, uh, but he's definitely one of the next great luchadors for sure. And so is Dragon Lee for that matter. Dragon Lee had a really awesome performance. He landed a really sick uh, running uh, destroyer uh, uh, pile driver, and that was that was something to behold. Um, this match went about oh just shy of nine minutes actually. Uh, I really could have gone with it being um, a bit longer. Uh, if you don't, uh, you know, if you don't um, have any worries about time or anything like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think some of the other matches on the car perhaps were a little bit more deserving of time. Uh, but for me, I would have, uh, I would have much rather have seen, uh, this match go another five minutes or so. It was definitely that good. Um, well, let's talk about this next match here. Uh, the Grills of Destiny, which is Tomatonga and Tangaloa, uh, they defended their IWGP, uh, uh championships, uh, tag team championships, against Villain Enterprises, which is PCO and Brody King, who are the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. They also put their titles on the line in a winner-takes-all match here, uh, also competing against uh, Los Ingobernables de Japón, uh, uh, Evil and Sonata, and uh, the Briscoe Brothers, uh, who are legends in Ring of Honor uh, tag wrestling regardless. Um, so all four teams put in good work. Uh, PCO... <laughs> What more can I say about PCO? He he took one of the craziest bumps that I've ever seen. Or he, I mean, he's he's an over three hundred pound man, and he was hoisted up for a power bomb, an over the top rope power bomb onto the floor. I think it was the Gorillas of Destiny who uh, performed the move. But yeah, it was crazy. Uh, he just he just flew down to the ground. Um, so props to PCO, man. Um, that, that was one of the craziest things I've seen all night. Um, but yeah, a very solid match here. Uh, there was a lot of controversy with this one here too. Uh, you had, um, what looked like after the match, what looked like some fans jumping the barricade. Um, and it actually turns out that it was none other than, uh, Big Cass and Enzo Amore. Um. So I'm, I'm a little bit confused here. I've heard a lot of people say a lot of things uh, about this here. Because uh, they, jump, they jump the barricade, and they immediately start attacking other wrestlers. Um, the Briscoes got involved, and then Bully Ray came out and got involved. And it looks, from everything I can see from video, it looks like a legit fight. Because why would there be any reason why Bubba Ray, uh, Bully Ray rather, come out... Um, you know, not in heel mode, obviously, uh, but why would he come out and then start attacking these other guys? That, to me, makes no sense at all. Um, the fight looked pretty real, um, and then they had security take uh, uh, Enzo Amore and Big Cass to the back. Um, so here's what I've heard. I can't, I can't confirm any of this, but I'm trying to put the pieces together for you all as best as I can. From what I've been told, they were brought in from uh, uh, by Ring of Honor higher ups, right? Um, they want the higher ups wanted to shoot an angle with Big Cass and Enzo More, uh, but that um, that wasn't really too, looked too kindly upon by the uh, the booking team, is what I've heard. 
Um, so if it's look, if it's a work, they made it look like a really, really good work. <laughs> um, you know, but let's not forget that Enzo Amore has a history of uh, trying to interrupt live shows uh, to make a name for himself here. Um, if they are part of Ring of Honor, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, I mean, Ring of Honor's been a, a good proving ground from guys who, even guys who leave WWE to go elsewhere. Um, but, uh, I don't know, there's just something that just doesn't fit with Enzo Amore and Big Cass being in Ring of Honor. Um... Especially after they, you know, Ring of Honor does has done all this good work about signing guys like Jeff Cobb and Bandito and Mark Haskins. You know, I mean, they, they're doing these really good deals. I don't know, man. <laughs> it just seems like a very odd move to me. I'm just not, I'm not super high on Big Cass or Enzo Amore. I think if you look at either of their uh, performances from either guy, uh, in WWE, uh, right before it ended, it wasn't the prettiest thing in the world. <laughs> uh, but um, and, and I know these guys just generate a lot of real heat from people. Um, they're not the most well liked guys in the wrestling community, but you know uh, they have their fans, and you know maybe Ring of Honor sees something in that. I don't know, uh, but uh, this is certainly not the Ring of Honor that I uh, grew up with. That's for sure. Um. Let's see here. Let's get to something fun here now, because I don't really want to take too much time talking about Enzo and Cass. <laughs> um, let me see. Zack Sabre Jr. had a really good match with uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, I thought it was definitely one of the better uh, matches on the card at this point. Um, this was this was exactly what you would think it would be. This was Zack Sabre doing a Zack Sabre match where, you know, it's really submission-heavy, uh, some stiffness as far as the strikes are concerned, um, a lot of joint manipulation, that kind of thing. And then Hiroshi Tanahashi, of course, uh, in the role of playing Superman. Uh, so uh, Tanahashi would try and wriggle out of the submissions, um, you know, he'd, he'd make some comebacks, uh, start the high-fly flow stuff. Um, you know, but uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is just a little bit too much for Tanahashi on this night here. So um, he walks away as the Rev Pro uh, uh, champion, uh, retaining his title, Zack Sabre Jr. does. So uh, really good match. Definitely recommend checking that one out. On to the next match. Yeah, this was uh, this was what I would have said would have been the, the match of the card up to this point. They, they followed a very good Zack Sabre Jr. and Hiroshi Tanahashi match with Kota Ibushi uh, defeating Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. This match went just over um, just over 20 minutes, close to 21 minutes from everything that I can see here. Um, very, very well done by both guys. A little bit, a little bit sloppy at some parts, um, but um, very chaotic. Um, and, of course, very well-deserved from Kota Ibushi winning that championship. I, I figured that he was going to be destined for big things uh, since he's now signed this long-term contract. And, um, yeah, this is, a, this is the first step. Definitely see an IWGP uh, heavyweight run for him uh, potentially in the future. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see and let's enjoy this uh, Intercontinental Championship from him. I think he's got a lot of potential to make that belt very, very special. 
And this next match went a little bit too long for me. Um, it was the three-way ladder match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Uh, Jay Lethal put the title on the line against Matt Taven and Marty Skrull. Uh, Marty Skrull I've seen a lot of. Jay Lethal I've seen a lot of. Matt Taven I've seen next to nothing of. Uh, so um, this was a this was an interesting occasion. Um, Matt Taven definitely stood out. Um, so did Jay Lethal. Marty Skrull also uh, stood out in their their own way. So each guy had a chance to shine here. Um, but um, Matt Taven. Uh, this was definitely Matt Taven's turn to go over, uh, from what it seems. Uh, his journey towards the, the World Championship has uh, been completed. <laughs> he actually brought out an extra-large, extra-purple ladder. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, basically there's a spot where he knocked uh, Jay Lethal off the top of the ladder. He hit him with the belt that was uh, hanging in the air. He, uh, he hit Jay Lethal in the head with the belt. Jay Lethal fell backwards and uh, landed straight through uh, a ladder that was kind of propped up uh, with one of the other rungs uh, of the ladder that, uh, the, the giant purple ladder that they were climbing. Um, so very, very cool spot, uh, but again, a little bit long for my taste here. Um, ladder matches at best should maybe be about 20 minutes. Uh, this one was um, uh, almost 10 minutes longer than that. So it ran a little bit long for my taste, but uh, solid nonetheless. Um, and then the main event, Kazuchika Okada and Jay White. Uh, Jay White obviously defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the story here is Okada wants to be the guy to take New Japan forward. Um, and Jay White is uh, basically saying that Okada's time has come and that his time is now. Uh, so... Overall, um, a very, very good main event. Um, Okada's got definitely the best dropkick I've ever seen in all of wrestling. Um, there's a lot of um, a lot of similarities, I would say, to maybe uh, maybe somebody like Randy Orton and uh, someone like Kazuchika Okada. Uh, kind of, he has this just this natural in-ring instinct, uh, which is uh, crazy. You, you don't you don't find that in a lot of guys really, um, but Jay White played a very very good champion. Um, his his role here was just to be a master at counters and reversals, um, and it always seemed like he had Okada's number no matter what the direction turned. Um, the ending sequence of the match was really really cool. Uh, Jay White kicks out of the the Rainmaker um, to and everybody thought that was going to be the finish. Uh, so immediately when Jay White kicked out, all of Madison Square Garden went from cheering to almost dead silence, uh, which was uh, really kind of cool. Um, Okada uh, then completed a, another sequence of maneuvers to um, uh, finally put away Jay White. And so Kazuchika Okada is your new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion uh, for the fifth time. Uh, so that's a phenomenal record for, uh, for Okada. I mean, potential challengers that you could have for Okada, I mean, you're looking at, I mean, Jay White uh, should definitely be a long-term rival for Okada at this point, um, from what I'm thinking here. Um, you know, these guys had a really, really good match together, and I wouldn't be surprised if we were going to see uh, a lot more of this in the future. Um, you know, obviously, Okada's uh, feelings towards the Bullet Club uh, are uh, are not friendly, you know. Um, he... 
Uh, he's definitely had his fair share of encounters with them uh, for a long, long time, and I wouldn't uh, be surprised if that was something that uh, continued. Uh, you also have Tetsuya Naito, uh, who uh, he lost the IC title earlier uh, in the evening, and I think it's definitely very possible that you could see him maybe uh, go for a shot at the title uh, sometime in the future. But yeah, I mean, I don't see there being any shortage of opponents that you could give to Okada at this point. Um, he's going to have a, uh, another probably really solid run, um, and it's going to take somebody really, really good to take that belt off of him. Um, other than that, guys, I mean, what would I recommend viewing off of this match here? I mean, look, the whole card was really good. I know a lot of people um, uh, liked it uh, just as much as TakeOver. Um, I personally am not in that camp, though I really do like me some New Japan. Um, the Ring of Honor stuff was just a little bit, um, just not up to the par that I remember Ring of Honor being. Um, it's definitely not the days of uh, Daniel, uh, I'm sorry, Brian Danielson uh, or, or Nigel McGuinness. It's not the days of CM Punk and Samoa Joe. Um, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see where they go from here, but they do have a lot of good talent. They have Jeff Cobb, Bandito, uh, like to see them do more with Mark Haskins because he's super tough, um, really great competitor. Um, I mean, we'll just have to, we'll just have to wait and see where we go here. Um, but matches that I would recommend seeing for sure, um, obviously the main event, Okada versus Jay White. I mean, they went just about 33 minutes here. Um... Let's see, Kota Ibushi versus Naito would probably be second there. Uh, Dragon Lee versus uh, Taiji Ishimori and Bandito. Um, definitely recommend that one, uh, of course. Um, again, I would have liked it to have gone maybe about five to seven minutes longer. Uh, but um, it is what it is. It was very, very good for what you got in return for it. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tanahashi was really solid. And then, of course, uh, Jeff Cobb and Will Ospreay was really good, too. Uh, so, uh, if you enjoyed the show, definitely let us know what you think here. Uh, leave us a comment, uh, a rating, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. If you ever have uh, questions for our mailbag, don't forget to hit us up at uh, headlocktalk at gmail.com. Again, that's headlocktalk at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, hit that... Uh, Hit that Twitter button there and uh, search for at Headlock Talk. Again, it's at Headlock Talk. You know, uh, give us a follow, leave us uh, leave us some comments, leave us a review. We're definitely looking for feedback as to how we can do the show even better in the future. Uh, so uh, check us out there. And uh, guys, enjoy WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania tonight. Uh, don't forget to check out our preview episode for WrestleMania. Um, you can find it on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube. So check us out there, guys. We definitely want to um, you know, get, build a really good community here uh, for everybody to discuss wrestling. And uh, tonight's going to be really awesome. So I look forward to hearing from you guys and, and your thoughts on the show. We'll do a, we'll do a post-show coverage tonight. And uh, can't wait to see what all of y'all think. Uh, otherwise, again, my name's Tanner. And you guys have yourselves a wonderful WrestleMania evening.
Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win from Morris Home. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. 